Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. Making his way to the ring, your host of the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast, here's Pat Dunning. And what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and this is my review of NXT Spring Break-In. I got to be honest with you guys, last month for NXT Stand and Deliver, which took place during WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, Texas, I didn't do too hot. I did not do so good. I went two and five. However, I'd like to think that I redeemed myself after this uh, NXT-themed show for Spring Break-In. I did, in fact, go 5-0. and oh. um, Proud of myself because the simple fact is more times than not when I come on these podcasts and do prediction shows, whether it's just me or I bring uh, you know someone along to do these predictions uh, with me, I'm always prepared. I have my picks already made, and I also uh, have notes to follow up as to why I'm going with said pick. Uh, but this one, although I did read the card a couple days in advance, there was no changes uh, No changes to the card made, thankfully. Uh, just the five-match card that stuck for the last week, week and a half. And, um, you know, in the last episode, I did these predictions on the fly with you guys. Uh, apparently, with the outcome, um, maybe that's what I need to do more often, at least with NXT. I do pretty well uh, with the main roster. Raw, SmackDown, been pretty good with that throughout the past year. NXT been very back and forth, but um, this is this is what I'm going to have to do from here on out. I'm just going to have to wing it, trust my gut, and uh, that be that. So overall, it was a pretty good show. Again, we had the five matches that took place at NXT Spring Breaking, and the match I was looking forward to the most, the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship, although it was good, I got to say, the match that delivered um, the most enjoyable match to me uh, was the Viking Raiders versus the Creed Brothers. Uh, seeing the Viking Raiders uh, come over uh, to NXT 2.0. They haven't been in NXT in at least three years or so since they were initially called up to the main roster, now members of the SmackDown roster. Uh, it was very refreshing to see the Viking Raiders just go out there and show the crowd, the people there, obviously in attendance, and uh, everybody watching at home, um, remind people what they are capable of. Eric and Ivar looked phenomenal. Uh, the Creed brothers really stepped it up, and it was good. It was good. I'm going to get to a couple key points throughout the duration of that match, as well as every other match on this card. But I, I do want to initially say from the jump that uh, that the match I, I enjoyed the most was, in fact, the tag team match between the Viking Raiders and the Creed brothers. Let's start at the very top. Um, we will start with what took place first as soon as the show started was the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. We have a uh, current champion Cameron Grimes defending versus Solo Sokoa and former uh, NXT North American Champion Carmelo Hayes. This match was good. Um, just under 20 minutes, this match, it ended up with um, Cameron Grimes pinning Solo Sokoa. Again, uh, I had Cameron Grimes. I wasn't very confident. Uh, as I mentioned on, on the prediction show, this could have went either way. I could have seen any of the three individuals 
winning this match, Solo Sokoa becoming a, a first-time NXT North American champion. I could have seen uh, Carmelo Hayes getting his North American championship back after losing it to Cameron Grimes at Stand and Deliver last month at the uh, American Airlines uh, Center in Dallas, Texas. But Cameron Grimes, uh, I think the right decision was made. Cameron Grimes retained, I think deservedly so. Uh, he should have a lengthy run. I'd like to see him have have this title throughout the duration of the summer. Uh, I think he'll be a great uh, defending champion going out there week after week or at least at all the, the theme shows or pay-per-views and going out there and get, getting the job done. Uh, point blank, period. So th- that was an enjoyable match. So after that, we had uh, a singles match take place. We had Grayson Waller going up against the the newcomer to NXT 2.0, Nathan Frazier. Now, um, until the commentary team mentioned it, when Nathan Frazier came out, I was unaware that he went to Seth Rollins' Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. I did not know that. So, of course, Seth, he's Seth Rollins approved. He, uh, he co-signed them. Uh, I believe he sent out a tweet uh, er- earlier in the day on Tuesday. Um you know, wishing Nathan Frazier the best of luck and, you know, basically letting the world know that they're about to see something very special uh, on NXT 2.0. And that was exactly that. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, his entrance was was pretty awesome. He delivered in the ring. It was really a fantastic match between Frazier and Waller. A lot of back and forth, very physical, uh, very fast-paced, uh, very, very fast-paced match. Um, but the bottom line is that the... Uh, that Grayson Waller, uh, due to an Andre Chase distraction with an air horn uh, in the front row, uh, led inevitably f- to Nathan Frazier capitalizing and getting the victory. So don't know what that means as far as storyline going forward. It was great to see what Nathan Frazier had to bring to the table because, again, like Grayson Waller or not, he is very good. Um, he's a great wrestler. He's a, he's a great wrestler, and Nathan Frazier... Uh, show that he belongs, and not only that he belongs in NXT 2.0, but he's definitely going to, going to excel. And uh, before you know it, he will have some kind of gold around his waist. I could see him uh, easily an NXT uh, North American champion at some point. The third matchup that took place was the uh, the only women's match of the night, as a matter of fact, which was the tag team matchup of Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons going up against the Queen of Hearts Natalia and Lash Legend. This match was kind of what I expected it to be. Um, It was fun. It was nice to see a lengthy women's match, which unfortunately we haven't seen a whole lot of that lately, unless you are uh, in the uh, main title picture, you know, unless you're going up against a Charlotte Flair or a Bianca Belair. Now um, you you don't really see uh, non-title matches uh, get much airtime, but it was good. It was good to see everybody get their opportunities, their spots out there. And, um, you know, just like I had, uh, Cameron Grimes and Nathan Frazier in the prior two, uh, came to fruition that Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons, in fact, did get the win over Natalia and Lash Legend. Um, there was a miscue at one point in the match towards the end where, uh, Natalia came in and kicked Lash Legend in the face. Um, accidentally, of course, I believe by that point, Nikita Lyons threw Natalia, uh, outside of the ring, um, because that kick was initially meant, uh, for Nikita, which she missed and hit Lash Legend with. Nikita went and tagged in Cora Jade and Cora Jade came in and, and sealed the deal and pinned and pinned Lash Legend, uh, to get that victory for the two of them. 
So fun match. Um, certainly didn't exceed expectations. Um, again, kind of what I, what I anticipated going into it. Now, the fourth match of the night, um, again, my favorite match of the night, unexpectedly. Knew it would be good, but it really was pretty impressive, I got to say. And uh, again, the Viking Raiders reminded us just how good they are. They don't get uh, an ounce of that opportunity uh, when they were on Raw or even on SmackDown now to to showcase what they really, truly have to offer as a tag team. Great tag team, not just a good tag team. The Viking Raiders are great and Eric and Ivar show that they still have it for sure. Um, the Creed brothers did good as well. Obviously, the Creed brothers got the win. They got the job done. Not exactly how they would have liked, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment, but one of my favorite spots from this match um, was somewhere in the middle when Julius Creed superplexed Ivar, Ivar being the bigger of the two in the uh, Viking Raiders with the long beard, of course, Superplex Ivar off the top rope. Um, what a spot. That was that was highly impressive. Towards the end of the match, this is where um, you know, I, I thought the Creeds were gonna win anyway, but Roderick Strong from the Diamond Mine, he's been playing a very villainous heel character. Obviously, uh WWE uh NXT, they haven't granted Roderick Strong his release, which he requested uh earlier in the week. Um, so he's still with NXT and still the so-called leader of Diamond Mine. And Diamond Mine has becoming has well, initially started off as a heel stable last year. They've slowly become a face, uh, babyface stable. But Roderick Strong is still remaining heel. And so uh, Roderick Strong came running out from the side um, when the referee was not paying attention. He had his hoodie up. And when uh, Eric of the Viking Raiders had his face towards the side of the ropes, he hit Eric, uh, Roderick Strong hit Eric with a running knee when the ref wasn't looking again. And uh, the, the Creed brothers didn't see it at the time either, what exactly took place. They did get the pin. They got the the victory. And uh, after the fact, you know, Roderick was in the ring and, and amping them up and saying congratulations and basically saying uh, by any means necessary. And uh, Brutus and Julius highly uh, disputed that. They, they disagreed with that. Uh, Again, they don't. They wanted to win clean. They wanted to win fair, and at least for the Viking Raiders, they didn't lose clean uh, for what it's worth. So, best believe that even though the Creed brothers showed uh, that they belong and that they could beat a major tag team on the main roster, uh, there is just going to be more friction through uh, throughout the, the coming weeks with Diamond Mine, with Roderick Strong. I'm sure even with Ivy Nile, uh, the leading lady of the faction, I'm sure she'll have to. Uh, Sure, she'll have her two cents to add. And of course, the Creed Brothers, not about that at all. Uh, maybe we'll get a rematch. Who knows? Maybe the Viking Raiders come back for one more match uh, before remaining on, on SmackDown. Um, but again, especially for the Viking Raiders being as big as they are, what a great aerial tag team um, for big men. Great, great to see them have a lengthy match. Again, I can't remember the last time I've seen them have a match that was 10 plus minutes, 12 plus minutes, whatever it was. It was a lot of fun. You could see that they were having fun. Even even in a losing effort, um, they kind of just were able to go out there and just go. Go do your thing. And um, to be completely honest with you, I don't think they've had a match that long on Raw or SmackDown throughout their entire tenure on the main roster the last three years. That's probably the longest match that the um, Viking Raiders have had um, since they were on the Black and Gold NXT in, what, 2019 or so? Um, so that's... It's not far from the truth. It's probably very accurate. 
So, um, again, not opposed to seeing the Viking Raiders back on NXT uh, for at least one more match. Maybe a rematch with the Creed Brothers. Maybe they have some unfinished business throughout the tag team division. Hey, at least they're getting some time to go out and do what they love uh, because we damn we damn well know that's not happening on SmackDown. Uh, and even if they are scheduled for a match, it's some nonsense. Uh, it's over in the blink of an eye, and it's certainly not what us fans want to see. So, again, kudos to, to both teams, the Creed Brothers and um, – the Viking Raiders for having an excellent tag team match. So believe it or not, you know, the good old uh, quality um, over quantity for NXT. We're already at our fifth and final match. It's main event time. You know, we started with the title match, the NXT North American Championship match, and we're ending with a title match with the NXT Championship. We have Braun Breaker defending against Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, of course, no Harland by his side. Harland being released last Friday one of the 10 that were cut from NXT. So no, uh, no Parker Bordreau, right? That's his, that's his actual name, I believe. Or as I was accidentally calling him, I was combining the first name and the last name last episode, and I called him Porker. Uh, just don't tell him I said that. He'll beat the hell out of me. So anyway, this, this was actually a very good match. Um, you know, it somewhat exceeded my expectations, kind of knew what we're getting into here. Um, I've seen Braun Breaker numerous times throughout the last six months in all kinds of matches on NXT, on Monday Night Raw even. Um, so Breaker looked great. Joe Gacy, uh, very impressive, I got to say. Um, definitely put up a fight. Again, without having Harlan by his side, I thought that would be the X factor You know, going into this match. Uh, the potential of him having a Harlan ringside could lead to some funny business, him being a heel. Maybe they, they pull a, a trick out from under their sleeve and Joe Gacy potentially could have been the new NXT champion due to some foul play, but being a straight up one-on-one match, no matter what Joe Gacy had to bring, um, Ron Breaker had an answer for it. And jo- again, Joe Gacy is the quintessential don't judge a book by its cover because he may not look like much. You see him on the streets, looks like any any old guy you might run into in Barnes and Noble, you know, he might actually work at the Starbucks as a barista at the Barnes and Noble. But uh, this guy, man, when he gets when he gets in that squared circle, he can go. He can absolutely go. And I'm really I'm not a big fan of the Joe Gacy character, but as far as his in ring work and ability, I sure as hell respect it and respect him for it. So again, he put up a fight. Braun Breaker got the victory. And what I thought was really interesting, and I'm sure anybody who tuned in to uh, NXT Spring Break, and as they're going off air, uh, Braun Breaker was in the center of the ring uh, with his title, uh, raising it up in victory, of course. And then uh, it looked like two druid slash Grim Grim Reaper uh, dressed individuals appeared on the ring apron behind Braun Breaker as NXT went off air. So I wonder what this could mean uh, leading into next week. And the weeks to follow, is this something eerie that Joe Gacy has provided us with? We all know he goes down this dark path of, uh, you know, potentially doing something along those lines. It's not out of character for him to do at all, for him to have some kind of a backup plan had he not won, which did not happen uh, at this at this show. Or could it be, you know, if not one of Gacy's ploys, is it a different opponent? Uh, and I really wonder who that could be. Uh, next up for Braun Breaker, if he is moving on to someone else, which I kind of hope he does. Um, not opposed to seeing Gacy and Breaker going back and forth for a little bit. Um, 
But if it is a new opponent, I am truly intrigued to see uh, what this whole Grim Reaper business was about that, of course, Braun Breaker did not see. Again, they both appeared on the ring apron behind his back as NXT went off air. All in all, decent show. I mean, for what the card presented, uh, provided us, it was nothing above and beyond. Um, it was a theme show, a little better, not by much, but a little better than what you'd see on any given week on NXT 2.0. Uh, again, the women's match was something you, you would pretty much see on any of their programming. Um, again, we had two title matches, which made it a little special. We saw the debut match of Nathan Frazier versus Grayson Waller, so that was important. And of course, the Viking Raiders came from SmackDown to go up against the Creed Brothers, which was one hell of a match. So for that, uh, definitely, definitely did enjoy this. Um, if I was to give it a, a letter grade, as far as how great it was, I'd probably give this show a B minus. I would wholeheartedly, confidently give it a B minus for sure. So as far as next week on NXT 2.0, what we have to look forward to, um, a few things here. The NXT Women's Breakout Tournament will begin uh, next Tuesday. Whatever woman uh, ends up winning this tournament, I believe gets a, uh, a contract for a, a future title opportunity against the women's NXT champion. If that still is to be Mandy Rose, then 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 it will obviously be against her. And if the title is to move on uh, by the time this tournament finishes, then we'll see. But in all likelihood, uh, whoever wins this tournament will probably go up against a Mandy Rose. So that tournament starts next week. We also have a match uh, scheduled for next week. A another women's tag team matchup. Um, they were they were airing a few you know funny nonsensical but funny vignettes throughout this show with uh, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, going back and forth with Wendy Chu and, and Roxanne Perez, beach segments, whatever. Not important, but but what is important is next week we will get to see that match of Toxic Attraction, uh, Gigi and JC going up against Roxanne Perez and Wendy Chu. Of course, Roxanne Perez is Roxy from uh, Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and now she is signed to NXT. Her debut match was, I believe, two weeks ago, uh, defeating uh, JC Jane, if I'm not mistaken. So it should be a good match next week. Um, it should, really should. I don't believe it's a title match, but it should be enjoyable nonetheless. And then the third and final note that we have going into next week actually was all uh, women's related, which is encouraging. Um, we got the women's breakout tournament next week. We got this women's tag team uh matchup next week and then we will also see the official um i'm calling it return because that's exactly what it is but they're calling it debut because again it's another uh wwe slash nxt talent that has been renamed semi-repackaged she's kind of presenting the same uh gimmick as far as we can tell visibly from the last few vignettes that aired over the past couple of weeks but formerly known as kaylee ray from nxt uk she came over to nxt 2.0 last year of course um uh, partnered with Io Shirai to win the Women's Dusty Cup just a couple of months ago. Kaylee Ray's new name is Alba Fire. Alba, F-Y-R-E, Alba Fire. So we'll see what that's all about. She's also the, uh, when she was Kaylee Ray, uh, formerly uh, the longest reigning NXT uh, United Kingdom Women's Champion. So I, I just think it's awfully funny that in the last two months, both of the longest reigning uh, NXT 
United Kingdom men's and women's champions um, are both renamed. Walter, the longest reigning uh, NXT UK men's champion, he was champion for what, like almost three years, if not longer. Now it goes by the name of, of Gunther or Gunther. And now uh, Kaylee Ray, the longest reigning NXT uh, UK women's champion, Alba Fire. So we'll see what she has to present other than walking around with a baseball bat that looks like it's lit on fire outside of uh, the performance center uh, or wherever they did these skits. So it looks like she's pretty much going to present the same character. Hair is still red. So uh, I don't think anything else changes other than the name unto itself. So that is, in a nutshell, my review of NXT uh, Spring Breaking. Again, good show. Give it a B-. minus. Very enjoyable show. Kind of gave me uh, a little bit more than I anticipated. Uh, kind of, you know, again, this uh, the North American Championship match I thought would have been slightly better. I thought that would have been my favorite match when all was said and done, but it didn't disappoint. Um, I think they just really raised the bar so high when they had the uh, the five-man match, ladder match, last month for that um, North American Championship at Stand and Deliver. I think that was so great that this was kind of like, going to be hard the to top no matter how you sliced it so again that uh viking raiders really reminded us why they are uh as good as they are um even prior to their run at wwe when they were just war machine and then their initial run in nxt the war raiders then vince mcmahon brought them up to the main roster then they were the viking experience now they're the viking raiders they have more names than i can count but they're, they're the same old g's they still do what they do in the ring and they do it great that pretty much wraps it up. Short show here tonight, um, but you get the gist. I told you I'd be back, and so here I am. And uh, if you checked out uh, NXT Spring Breaking, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it too. If you haven't, I suggest you skim through it. Um, check out a few of the matches at least. If you're going to, you know, uh, skim through it and only maybe watch two matches, again, I'd go back and watch that Viking Raiders uh, Creed Brothers match. And then if I had to pick a follow up for that. Um, you know, I would probably be torn somewhere between the NXT North American Championship match um, or maybe even checking out that Nathan Frazier versus Grayson Waller. That was that was a lot of fun, that singles match, and seeing what Nathan Frazier uh, has in store and what we have to look forward uh, to with him on NXT 2.0. I think he's really going to bring a lot to the brand. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe he uh, spent some time on NXT UK. I don't watch NXT UK. Nothing against it. But there's already so much programming between WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0. Then, of course, uh, you got AEW, Dynamite, Rampage, not to mention the, the, the pay-per-views that both companies have. So there's just so much going on and the news. And then they have their documentaries, go on Peacock, watch old shows, new shows. You get what I'm saying. So I have enough, I have enough to watch here in the States that uh, it's not that I don't have time to watch NXT UK. Well, partially. But I, I just can't, uh, I can only focus on so much. But I will certainly go back and check out a few matches of Nathan Frazier and who his opponents were. And um, I really like his style. I think he has a lot of promise, a very bright future ahead of him. I don't know his age. If I had to guess, Nathan Frazier is probably in his mid-20s. You know, I can't see him being any older than 26 uh, tops. But uh, again, um he was a ball of fire in there, man. Spot after spot after, after spot uh, in there against Grayson Waller. Not only did he keep up, he excelled. So uh, that does it, folks. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I am your host, Pat Deneen, and being that we are literally just days away from WrestleMania Backlash, uh, I got to see how that card's shaping up. Uh, Of course, I know a few of the matches that are going to be taking place, but we'll get into that next episode for the prediction show of WrestleMania Backlash. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we got from that point on. Okay, so thanks again for tuning in to the official review of NXT Spring Breaking, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.